Hello and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana. I am your host, Adam Healy, with you today. Thank you for listening. If you are a new listener, thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you are a old listener, also rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That helps us out greatly. Also, you can find us on our social media platforms on Twitter at Fight on Montana. Also on our Instagram page at Fight on Montana and also our Facebook page at Fight on Montana as well. We want to hear from you, so get a hold of us, please. Today's episode, we are going to go over the football news that has hit this week and also uh, the Grizz played Northern Arizona uh, Thursday and Saturday. So we'll go over those games and give you an update on what is happening there. So let's not skip a beat. Let's get into our episode today. Let's first start with football. We have gotten the news that the Grizz and also the Bobcats will not participate in the spring season. Also, we have learned that they will also have a modified spring uh, season where they'll be playing two games and having more of like a spring uh, camp with also being able to have those two games. So uh, from the sounds of it, uh, Athletic Director Kent Haslam said that they're not going to be Division One games, so that kind of nicks out uh, playing any other Big Sky teams, also nixing the Brawl of the Wild, Um, So looking at that, based off of that information, you're probably looking at regionalized games versus lesser Division II NAIA opponents, which just looking at what we have around us would probably be either Western, Tech, or Carroll College, um, just with those that are probably around us and geographically best for us to play. So... From sounds of it, also from Coach Hauk, they had mentioned that they're going into some conditioning and some spring workouts, followed by probably some spring uh, spring football with hopefully getting ready for two scrimmages uh, that will happen here in the spring. We'll hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers, that we'll be able to watch those games and also uh, they'll be televised so that we can see those games and maybe even hopefully get some fans in the stands as well. So, uh, is this the right decision? Uh, that's the huge question. My, my thoughts on that is that you have to uh, protect the players. I, I don't think that uh, this was going to work out. Uh, without a indoor facility, you know, it's it's great and all for playing games in November and December where, you know, it's once or twice a year where you're going to have bad weather. Uh, this is going to be uh, two, three, four weeks getting ready, plus, you know, another three to four weeks into the season where you could possibly have bad weather. It just is logistically not possible uh, and also, just for the player standpoint, you, these guys aren't getting paid. They're not getting paid to go out there and risk their 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 health, their mental well-being to play a game. Um, 
so yeah, it, it is in the best predicament that these that they don't play these games. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see with the Big Sky which teams kind of follow suit. From right now, uh, Montana, Montana State, Portland State, and Sac State have all said that they are not going to play. Um, I probably expect the California schools with UC Davis and Cal Poly um, probably to follow suit just because uh, California is kind of a mess right now with COVID and everything. And and a lot of this kind of relies on to the county and health regulations that those schools have. Um, so I, I would say the California schools are out. Uh, also, another hard-hit region is, is Colorado um, to see how they're going to do this because they're also uh, in a region where they get weather um, and also just with COVID-19 uh, regulations as well. So uh, will the spring season go on? Well, there's a lot of conferences out there that, that are saying that they're going to play. Uh, Missouri Valley Conference is saying they're going to play, um, although they have um, a lot of teams that I believe four of their eight teams have domes, so that kind of helps them out with that as well. Also with the se spring season, it'll be really interesting. You've already heard grumblings of realignment and schools uh, heading to different conferences, the WAC um, coming to together and having an FCS football conference, uh, we are planning on having a, a realignment episode, so make sure you, you're aware of that as well, So, uh, but there's going to be a whole lot more realignment and talks, and it'll be interesting to see what happens here probably in the next six months. So going from this point on, we're going to probably be having... Uh, some episodes with some breakdown of recruiting, also with possibly some um, past players with football, and hopefully some some content will come about. Hopefully we'll get some scrimmages. Uh, we are in the prime for basketball, so we are now moving into basketball. Uh, the Grizz have been... Uh, up and down this season with a, a lot of influx of new players into the system. This week, Thursday and Saturday, this is Saturday when I'm recording this, so uh, we have played Northern Arizona. We have won the first game on Thursday pretty, pretty handedly, even though the Lumberjacks did try to come back in the end of that game as well. Uh, Saturday was a different story. We had another close game as well. We blew a 17-point lead, and we wound up losing that game 62-58. Another close game. Again, we fall to 2-4 and four in the conference. Those four conference losses have been by a combined 8 points. So let's look at the good and the bad. Uh, the bad. <laughs> well, let's get the, the bad out first before we get to the good. Uh, the second half defense uh, was a tale of two halves. You know, the first half, the, the Grizz played 
amazingly well on defense. They had a pretty good offense, and uh, the Lumberjacks were able to flip the script. Uh, second half uh, defense was not there. The Lumberjacks were able to shoot 50% in the second half. Uh, for the game, They uh, the defense of the Grizz allowed 13 second-chance points, nine offensive rebounds, which that in turn to a shot difference of 12 shots in the whole game. Again, the turnovers reared an ugly head. Not as bad as, as in the past, but we had 14 turnovers for the game. Uh, 19 second half shots. That's what the Grizz were able to put hat up in the second half. 18 points off of the Grizz turnovers, which that's just amazing. You know, you know, you when you turn over the ball, you, you are basically in some of the instances with the Grizz, you're they're getting points off those. Which, if you turn over the ball, you'd you'd wish that they didn't get turnovers or points for those, but they are. Again, you had our big men getting into foul trouble. One of those we'll talk about later with uh, Michael Stedman picking up a foul, which he then in turn exited the game, and we went on a drought, and Northern Arizona went on a run. Um, And also just being able to close out a game. We are up at one point in this game, 17 points. We went into halftime up 12 kind of built a lead a little bit after that and then it went it went down from there so let's look at some of the positives from this game we shot amazing from the three-point line uh above about 50 percent from the line for the for the game and we're we start we've been last couple games starting better um beginning of the year we were kind of starting off slow and having to catch up now it's kind of the reverse. We're starting well and, and not floundering at the end. Um, so it it's just going to be, I, I believe that it's just going to be, this is how this year is going to be. Uh, we have a lot of new faces. We have a lot of new guys in different positions, uh, different roles, and we're going to go through a hard point. Now, is that an excuse? No, it's not an excuse. This team now is into the middle of January and you know you can only use that excuse for so long uh, these freshmen these sophomores have to be acting like those upperclassmen those upperclassmen have to be getting uh, those younger classmen into positions where they can feed off of and be successful so let's go just some, some of the things that I've saw through the last couple of games that we've had with Northern, Northern Arizona. One, one that I think we've been saying for a while on this podcast is how slow the pace of play has been from the end of last year to now. Um, we're averaging about 65 possessions per 40 minutes. That is ranked 329th in the country. Uh, we are a half-court team. There are not very many fast-break points um, out there for us. We do not push the ball. Our bigs do not run uh, the floor. Um, and it's really kind of 
disheartening too because when you see them get a rebound, you see them give it to the, the point guard, and then our big guys jog up the floor, which is really disheartening because last year our bigs ran the floor, uh, which is one big difference this year. I know that this year we have a lot more um, bigs, and we're trying to do some things a little bit different with you know Josh Bannon, Michael Stedman, uh, Kyle Owens, uh, but we've really got to look at that pace of play. It really is killing the Grizz as well. Also, the one huge thing is the lack of rebounding. Uh, we, not And not necessarily defensive rebound, but offensive rebounding has killed the Grizz this year, especially in this NAU game where they they consistently stop the uh, the opponent to a quick or a one shot and they get a rebound or they don't get that second chance they get they don't get that rebound they allow that team to get a second chance point that was very clear in this NAU game in the last probably about 45 seconds we had a chance it was I believe uh, a one-point game they came down they missed up a shot uh we missed the rebound. They got the rebound. We had to foul. Uh, and then they got the two, I believe, the two free throws uh, in the end. Um, that <laughs> that seems like to happen a lot. Uh, we only seem to be, just from us going after offensive rebounds, you see a lot of the guards just pull up, shoot, go, and then just fall back. Um, all, you know, in our power forward they don't really go after rebounds. You only see about one person per possession go after a offensive rebound, which isn't necessarily maybe that's a, st- a strategic thing. I don't know, um, but usually I would think you'd you'd want being so big, being the Grizz are pretty pretty athletic, pretty big this year. You'd want more of those guys going after those offensive rebounds. Opponents are averaging about almost 10 rebound offensive rebounds a game on the Grizz. Then you go from there, you look at turnovers. We are averaging about 14, a little over 14 turnovers a game. You know, those turnovers are going for as a, a football reference, turnovers for touchdowns. You're, you're getting points off those turnovers. And with our pace of play, you're not going to be able to turn over uh, the ball that many times without getting more possessions. You know, we're not getting offensive rebounds to the to that extent. You're not paying at a play, pace that will allow you to get more shots. Um, and that proved this weekend as well. You know, the Saturday game, they got 12 more shots than the, or 12 more shots, and we only got 19 shots in the second half. Um, so you've got to look at, and, and, I, and maybe the, the Grizz coaching staff will look at this, but at what point, and this is just my question to the listener, at what point do you look at, uh, changing the starting lineup you know we're starting uh, Michael Stedman uh, Kyle Owens and Josh Bannon three you know pretty big guys both all all those guys are above 6'9 when is it time to change the starting lineup to be able to quicken the pace I know Coach DeCure also looks with defensive-wise as well, so you'd want to start maybe a smaller guy so that you can maybe still uh, cut down on the defense as well. But this 
offensive system right now is not working for the pace of the game and for the Grizz. It is not working in the closing time as well with just the lack of, of points and the droughts are horrendously long. Offense seems to lack some some togetherness. It's discombobulated sometimes. Uh, hustle plays, we're not winning those hustle plays. You know, a lot of the games last year, you would see DJ win a hustle play, Timmy winning a hustle play. This year, we're just not getting the bounces. We're not getting those those hustle plays as well. And when it comes down to a close game, you need that leadership. I know we have a great leader in Coach DeCure, um, but the saying I've always heard coaches say, and I, I truly believe in this, a coach-led team is not as good as a player-led team. I really believe that if you have leadership in your players, you're not going to need that coach out there. And when things go rough, when you are not getting the shots that you need, when things aren't falling, you need that leadership, you need that togetherness to to pull people up and, and accountability factor. Also, we don't have a closer. We had probably, probably one, of the, one of the best closers in the business for Montana basketball and C.E. Pridget last year. You know, we have a lot of new faces. We have a lot of freshmen taking big-time shots. And I don't think our our lineup, I, I don't know who, who is willing to step into that role. We haven't seen that. Yes, Josh Vasquez hit two huge shots in, uh, I believe, Southern Utah. Huge, two huge shots. Uh, he took a shot at the end of the Northern Arizona game that seemed kind of forced, seemed way, way out of range, falling back with a person in his face, which I don't think that was probably the shot that Coach DeCure wanted to set up. Uh, I just think we, the Grizz, need to find some different, different kind of lineup, some, and they need to develop a person that they're going to go to. If it's going to be Josh Vasquez, then we've got to, be able to put him into positions where that's our go-to guy. Um, Brandon Whitney had the hot hand last uh, last game with scoring a, a career high of 22 points. So, you know, I would have liked to see maybe him take that last shot just because he had the hot hand for that game. Um, but ultimately, that's a coach decision, not my decision. The thing that probably killed us in the end were just the droughts. We had two droughts in the second half that killed us. And and it was really telling as well. Um, about the 15-minute mark, the Northern Arizona started getting some confidence in themselves. At that time, um, Michael Stedman got his third foul. They took him out at that point. Going over the next four plus minutes from the 15 16 point to 1105 the Grizz did not make a attempted uh, field goal they did not shoot any free throws uh, and the lead went from 39 to 27 to 43 to 37 in a matter of about four minutes um, and then continued to to get worse at that point. Uh, I believe we, we made at the 11 minute mark, I believe not, <laughs> not counting 
me just for sure, but I believe Vasquez hit a, a huge three that helped us out as well. But from then on, it was back and forth. At the 532-minute mark, uh, Brandon Whitney did an amazing, awesome drive, pull-up, probably about 15-foot uh, jumper. And from that point, we did not score the rest of the game. So another five-plus minute drought um, where you saw, um, I believe it was 58-50, to 50, and we did not score another point, and Northern Arizona went on a 12-0 run to win the game. You know, it, it's another close loss, which sucks, uh, and I can't imagine how the players are feeling. Um, but it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround. You know, you've got Sac State. You've got two. You're going to Sac State um, Thursday and also Saturday. You've got the next five of your next six games on the road. So if you're looking at your schedule and and looking at two two of those six games against a rival in the Cats. These are this is a, a pivotal uh, part of the Grizz schedule. It, it will tell, you know, this next couple of games. It'll tell of how the Grizz are going to react um, if you know they go two and two and zero, oh and then go into that you know cat rivalry game. It'll be really interesting since the Cats haven't lost in conference play. Uh, but it this is this is a do or die. This is a must win uh, game against Sac State, and and we cannot split games. We've been splitting games um, and against Northern Colorado, against Northern Arizona. We split games, and you cannot split games when you lose your first two games in Southern Utah. You cannot split games. You've got to catch up uh, somehow, and you've got to sweep those two games. You know, and it's going to be kind of a weird kind of thing with with how uh, the schedule is going, and it's kind of kind of a weird because you wouldn't necessarily see this um, in normal years because you wouldn't have two games against the same opponent in a less than three day situation. So in the end, do I think this season is over? No, I don't think this season is over because ultimately, yes, you want to win conference titles, but in the end, you want to make the tournament. Uh, so, you know, you could be O and whatever and still make the tournament by winning your conference tournament. Yes, we want to win conference championships, um, but we're not out until till then. So, uh, do I think the Grizz can turn it around? Yes, I can. I think that with the talent that we have, if we kind of just kind of tone up our roles, then I think that this team they play really good defense. Um, I think if we get our offense a little bit better you know, the sky's the limit. There's no reason why if we score, you know, 65 to 70 points a game that we can't hold opponents under, you know, 60 points and and win the Big Sky Conference. Now, we have a lot of work to do, and it'll be interesting to see who wins just because of the COVID regulations and how things are going to play out with uh, teams maybe games getting canceled so it'll be 
We've put ourselves in, in a big hole. Uh, I think we can get ourselves out, but we have to be able to act now. And these next couple of games are going to be pivotal for that. So thank you for listening to this episode. We are going to continue to bring content to you. So please, please listen. Tell a friend. If you would like to get a hold of us, get a hold of us on our social media platform at Twitter and also Instagram at Fight on Montana. If you have a question, if you have a comment, get a hold of us there. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you have a, a starting rotation for the Grizz basketball that you would like to see, hit us up. Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, a lot of the listeners out there are getting their uh, podcasts from Apple, so make sure to rate and review us on Apple if you're getting listening on Apple or anywhere that you're listening out on as well. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast, and until the next time, fight on. <laughs>